Good afternoon. I'm Jordan Peoples in Marvel. I think Marvel sucks. No, it doesn't. No, it really does. No. Sucks. Ah, he had me. Uh, Every time he gets me, I think he's going to come around. You know, Uh, it's funny. Every time I do that pause, I think, well, maybe I'm going to do a fun new joke here. And then I never do. And then you just can't remember? No, I mean, it's not like I'm trying to remember. I'm trying to come up with something on the spot. Oh, so you don't write any jokes beforehand. Nope. Mm. I just think during the pause, I could do something funny here. And then I give up immediately. (laughs) I'm Cade Weiberg, and no, it doesn't. Uh, case in point, we are here to discuss the first episode of Falcon and Winter Soldier, our second Disney Plus series of the year. Uh, Jordan, we are finally, after a year and a half of Marvel drought, we are finally getting near-weekly content. How excited are you for this era? When it rains, it pours. It certainly does. And we're theoretically still getting Black Widow May 7th. Oh, God. Remember when we recorded Far From Home and I was like, I can't believe we have to wait 11 months to see Black Widow. <laughs> <laughs> Little did you know. Oh, man. God. That that was like 23 months ago. Yeah, that's a <laughs> that's, long time. Oh, man. Uh, but we are finally getting... Uh, content and it's great content i'm very curious to see what you thought of this comparatively to wandavision because this definitely seems like more of a i don't know they it's not as traditional marvel as i thought it would be because they're definitely taking some time to explore some backstory of the characters and Mm -hmm. this wasn't like a an action packed episode though there was some action in it it definitely Um, started on a note of action. yeah i was watching I think they expected the fans of the Captain America series to want that kind of opening. Mm-hmm. So I think that's probably why they jumped off with something as action-packed as they had. Or maybe yeah. it's that they felt like this show would be a little bit more about the characters, but they still didn't want people to turn it off. So they're like, well, we still got to give them some action right at the beginning. Yeah. I don't Which, know. but It worked, whatever it did. I thought that was some really cool use of Falcon uh like, we don't really see him show off that much in the movies. We see no, him show that, off a little. I do have some notes about that first action great. scene. And my well, thoughts. But we don't need we, to get into him. We quite don't need yet. to get into it. Why are we rushing? This I is know. Just, this is just two buddies talking about Marvel <laughs> and most of the time other things. Most of uh, the time. How, how have you been? Oh, I've been well. Yeah. Uh, busy. I had yeah. a argument speech competition on Tuesday. Did uh, you win? uh it well it wasn't real like it will be a competition these first rounds are like everyone has to do it and then they'll Mm -hmm. narrow it down to the top 64 and then that 64 will have like a whole bracket thing 64 Um, out of how many 170 oh okay so that's like you got to be like the top 40 percent yeah i don't particularly want to be i don't don't (laughs) really want to do a bunch of more speeches how does it affect your <laughs> especially when i talk class? like that the way i just said that a bunch of more speeches <laughs> well this this podcast is great practice you should just submit this for i don't know what class but a class and just tell you know your professor like hey i have like 
85 plus episodes in the bag yeah. of this podcast. And I'll just be like, so, done... sorry, sorry I didn't do the exam, but uh, <laughs> maybe you can grade this. <laughs> but, I mean, you are doing a type of Marvel law. You're kind of the prosecutor, and I am the defense attorney. Yeah. Like, this entire time. And the audience uh, is the judge. <laughs> and the jury. And the executioner. Executioner, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um... This week, uh, I mean, it's just been, this March in general has just been, like, crazy content-wise. I finally watched, uh, the Oscar noms came out, um, and... Oh, I also had a midterm. That was the other thing that was keeping me busy. Back to you. Does it have to do with the Oscars? Was your midterm on the Oscars? No, but I was talking about how busy I was, and then I only said one thing, which isn't that busy. <laughs> you you'd said, like, a big speech competition with 170 people. Yeah, and then also I had to do, you know, normal classes, but that's not On busy. top of that. Yeah. yeah. That's just your regular day-to-day. That's baseline, yeah. That's not busy. What What are grocery stores like in Georgia? I don't know. I haven't been to one in weeks. Where, I have no food, food in my house. Are you? Do you eat like Vision? No, well, I before spring break was the last time I went to the grocery store, and now I just haven't had time this week to go to the grocery store at any point. So I'm basically just... Uh, uh, living on scraps at this point (laughs) (laughs) um that's what's what's a meal in the life of jordan peoples well just now while watching falcon and winter soldier i ate the only thing i had which was rice and beans (laughs) hey which makes me sound much more impoverished than i am (laughs) (laughs) well i mean lawyers gotta starve before they can buy seven course before they can gorge yes (laughs) that is i think they tell you that in law school like i think that's like a latin insignia above the is that the right word insignia oh i don't want to sound stupid in front of my future lawyer friend yeah now lawyers are like snakes not only in behavior but also in like consumption one big (laughs) meal and then they they slither away for a while (laughs) so you only need one meal of rice and beans a day and you're set yeah, just like a snake eats. Okay, yeah. I assume they just eat, like, one... Isn't it crazy that snakes, like, can eat monkeys whole? Yeah, I mean, I feel like most snakes don't eat monkeys. I Some uh, snakes definitely eat monkeys. Yeah. But most snakes don't. But imagine, like, like a Being rattlesnake that just eating a monkey. Isn't that crazy? I don't think rattlesnakes eat monkeys. <laughs> monkeys are pretty big. Rattlesnakes are pretty small. I think rattlesnakes I eat, like, mice and rabbits. That seems... What do you think... Um, I mean, maybe like monkey dolls. Or like, like Mike Nesbitt. <laughs> okay, so a monkey <laughs> as a musician. <laughs> Correct. Do you think that would be harder for him to digest? I do. I think uh, snakes don't do a lot of like biting and chewing. They don't have incisors. They just have fangs. So I think they could kill Mike Nesmith or any okay. other monkey, including <laughs> the animal kind. But I don't think they could eat them. Okay. They can't. couldn't digest. Yeah, so they could kill you, couldn't eat you. Hmm. They can't well, bite off a piece of you. Yeah, I don't know. I, that's but I thought they eat them whole. Like, what is this snake that can eat a monkey? What what well, like, kind like of snake is that? The big anacondas that like exist in rainforests. But they just like so a monkey is like crawling around inside the intestines of a snake. Uh, I think the pressure of the like stomach and muscles inside the snake probably suffocate the monkey. Sure, I'm sure the monkey's not alive, but I'm saying he's just, like, not decomposing immediately. No, yeah, yeah, it's like, you know, the acids or whatever in the snake's stomach slowly decompose the monkey. So the snake's probably got to, like, slither around with a lot of baggage. Yeah. 
for well, a while. Think about like the bones. Like I feel like that would take forever. Maybe yeah. they throw up the bones. I after I so the rest curious. of the monkey is dissolved, and I we just so can't know these things. It, there's no way of knowing. The it's internet's beyond, not real. It's beyond our capacity. It's gone. We only know stuff about Marvel. If we knew it, we probably wouldn't use the information responsibly. I know. It's we better that just we don't. Sick a legion of snakes onto the the monkey world. Yeah. It'd be like Michael Fassbender and Prometheus, <laughs> manipulating all of the science. That's a good movie. Have you seen Prometheus lately? I have never seen it once. I've seen oh. no Aliens movies, which I think really, are, yeah. Oh man, I know. You should really watch some Alien movies. And yet, it's it's. I mean, I'm not against doing it. It's just like now I don't have a lot of free time, but they're I like, look forward to it. <laughs> they're on. Uh, most of them are on HBO. Like oh, that's you can handy. just watch like the first trilogy. I watched Alien Three for the first time, the David mm-hmm. Fincher one, which was not very good in my opinion. Wait, it was like a uh, remake? No, no, no. There's Alien, the first one, yes. the Ridley Scott one Rid- uh, with Sigourney Weaver. Correct. Well, she's in all of them pretty much. Oh, okay. I didn't know she's in Prometheus, or just she's the original not in trilogy? Prometheus. There's okay. there's a fourth one that I didn't know about called Resurrection, where mm. it's it sounds terrible, so I'm not going to watch it because three was already shaky for me i've heard the first two are amazing like the first two yeah they are classic masterpieces and it's crazy how one is a horror movie and one is like a sci-fi terminator style thriller it's like two completely different genres in the same universe yeah the most exposure i've had to alien is at the there's a walt disney ride Mm -hmm. great movie ride where you ride through a scene of alien and there's like animatronic people acting it out and how did you like it it was great. <laughs> Best ride I've ever been on. I've always dreamed of watching Alien because of it. You might like the movie then, if I was a betting eh, man. Maybe. Uh, that Wow, this is shocking that you haven't seen any of them. I figured in college, too, that totally seems like something we just randomly would have put on. Like is if the, you said, I didn't see Alien. Yeah, is the Alien from Alien vs. Predator the same Alien? Correct. Okay, I, I think I've seen Alien vs. Predator. Okay. At, so, a, at a sleepover when yep. I was like 14 or something. That, that's when I first watched it. That was also my first Alien movie. I was not impressed by that movie. That movie is less good, but that's also like the only PG-13 entry in the franchise. Hmm. Like is there out of the a video movies. game based on that? There's one called Alien Isolation that I did have in college that you might have seen me play. I do remember that. I don't think uh, that is what I'm thinking of, though. Oh, okay. I'm sure there are multiple Alien video games. I don't know. I just remember playing some other Alien tie-in game, too, at some point. Hmm. I mean, he's probably a character in, like, Mortal Kombat or something random, like a fighting game mm-hmm. that you can just tag in. That'd be Alien or Predator. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's... Uh, the first one is yeah a classic i you genuinely should watch that one and then two is also really great uh would highly recommend three it's interesting because the first all of these movies were like these directors like first jumping off movie so Mm. ridley scott that was his first like big movie and then james cameron was number two okay Um, and then three i think i knew that um and david fincher is like the problem with that one is you could tell that he was trying to do like a whole bunch of like cool things and the studio was like you've never made a movie who are you you don't mm-hmm. have any clout whereas Cameron and Ridley Scott 
had both done stuff um but yeah, like not are, not major those are all directors that i'm familiar with their names but only somewhat familiar with their work like well, james cameron i've seen avatar and titanic obviously nothing else i don't think like i because he didn't he also do a terminator or something yeah he did terminator 2 uh, yep the big ridley one. scott i don't think i've seen i don't know if i've seen it surely i've seen some ridley scott film but i can't think of one um and david fincher i've seen several of his stuff but i'm not a huge fan like i don't dislike his work but i'm not a huge fan (laughs) (laughs) why um i don't know i think the their his movies are kind of always feel like a um i don't know like a magic trick or something like or like they're like a mechanism and the plot is like a device that unfolds and you slowly learn and then it's done but it doesn't i don't they don't ever seem to say any broader thing to me i uh like like they're just a seven seven says follow the seven deadly sins or avoid them like that's there there's your message yeah so like so like it like it's just like a cool idea and it's like entertaining for 90 minutes or two hours or whatever but i don't think about his movies after i've seen them hardly ever like Uh, i think the closest did he do gone girl Yes. Okay, so I thought about that one a little bit, but that's more because it was the book. Like, that wasn't anything that he brought to the table. <laughs> I think it's oh. whatever the author brought to the table is what you stuck about You left the that theater one. and texted me saying that was the best villain since Hannibal Lecter. Like, yeah. clearly you thought about it. Yeah. Clearly you liked that movie. I think you like... I think you're a closet Fincher head. <laughs> Definitely not. Um, he's really, also everything's so glossy in his movies that's the other yeah. thing that kind of bugs me about it like he has a very pristine style which is weird for someone who has as gritty of subject matter as he does and obviously there are scenes that have gritty stuff in them i'm just talking about like everything i don't know it's very clean and crisp the way he moves the camera around it's like watching yeah. picture it's like watching a car commercial or something i i love it though that's all great for me you're huge into car commercials. I am huge into car commercials. That is true. You see um, that new Ridley... Kia Sorrento spot? <laughs> oh, boy, did I. <laughs> I Talk about that, it. <laughs> shared that bad boy to Facebook. <laughs> Talk about it. Oh, man, I don't want to bore the people with my car knowledge. I think we should just go back to snakes eating monkeys. How many wheels does that sucker have? That, that sucker has four wheels. I thought it might. <laughs> it does. It does. And... It's got a steering wheel. Oh, so and... five. If you count the steering <laughs> That's wheel. That's true. The fifth wheel. <laughs> a lot of people don't uh, don't understand that the steering wheel is the fifth wheel. Or a spare yeah. tire. <laughs> Six wheel, How I many... Guess. You know those... What about puzzles? knobs? I, I feel... Yeah, no. Uh, you know those brain teasers? I've, for some reason, I feel like you did a shit ton of these as a child. Okay. Um, like, when you're looking at a picture and it's like, how many circles or squares are in this picture? And then you'll mm. see, like, two triangles, and that's actually a square. Okay. Like, do, you, that, do you know what I'm talking about? Do you know those things? I don't remember them being in other pictures. I remember seeing, like, a pyramid, which was made out of a bunch of triangles, and be like, how many triangles can you make within this thing? Okay, yeah. But not in the context of, like, an illustration that okay. has hidden shapes. Okay. Well, that's, I mean, more or less what I'm getting at. Did yeah. you do a lot of those? I did that one puzzle that I thought of. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it? Yeah. What about highlights magazines? Do you, you do the highlights, like look for stuff? Remember that? I forgot what that segment's called. I do think I had a couple issues of a highlights magazine at some point. Is that there Boy Scout like, related? 
Or is it just like mm, just ah, boy sure. related? I'm sure both. But they had like the pictures and they would like hide like a paintbrush like in the wall mm. kind of like painting or whatever and you'd have to find all of the things. I don't remember I, those. I was a big nerd for that when I was like five. The big that was my I shit. spy guy. You remember those yeah. I spy oh. books with like the yes. really detailed photos? Yes, I had a shit ton of those. Yeah, those photos are actually really cool. Yeah, like just t- compositionally <laughs> and stuff. Pretty interesting. <laughs> uh, R- Ridley Scott has directed Blade Runner, which you've seen. Oh. Uh, Alien, which wait, twenty forty nine? Or the, he didn't direct the original Blade Runner, did he? He did. <laughs> He did, Diddly. not 2049. Diddly. <laughs> Are you Ned Ridley Flanders Diddly? right now? <laughs> Apparently. I diddly ho, Ridley Scott. Okay. Oh, I did that needs did to... That. The, I haven't seen, like, the most recent 200 episodes of The Simpsons, but I really hope there's a Ridley Scott appearance where he meets Ned Flanders. Hi, <laughs> uh. diddly ho, Ridley. <laughs> I think that... Oh, I hope that exists. One day when we inevitably rewatch all of the Simpsons episodes together, just I thought, back to back. I thought you were going to say one day when we inevitably run the Simpsons. Like, it's just going to oh. go on so long. There's enough yeah. permutations of the universe. One day we're going to be running it. And we just run the Marvel se- sector. <laughs> yeah. They put us in charge. And that Ned appears be... a lot in that sector. God, how long do you think they can keep, like, the actors, like, keep doing that? I don't know. It's surprising it still goes on, like... They I just got underst- renewed for two more seasons. I don't understand who watches The Simpsons now. Like, I don't uh, know anybody that does. All, it's, I think it's kids. Like, yeah, it's just like See, on Sunday television. My thought is that it's like Gen Xers who grew up with The Simpsons, and some of them just never stopped. I and mean, like it got- if it is, if it's on TV, I will watch it. Like, mm. I don't seek it out anymore because it's hard to, it's not all great. Yeah, see, like it used to be. Every episode was a slam dunk originally. I think the people that are still watching it are like, you know, that thing with like boiling frogs and mm-hmm. the water just gets hotter, but they never realize it because it's like a slow process. I feel like anyone who's still watching it just it, at Simpsons got worse and worse and worse and they just didn't feel it. I mean, occasionally, I mean, there's stuff like the Treehouse of Horror, like that's just kind of consistently pretty good just because they're parodies of things. There was also me and my college roommates uh a joey bun friend of the podcast um uh we watched homeland like the first two seasons of homeland on showtime and it's yeah we were not crazy about that show but it we watched it for whatever reason uh just something dumb to turn on in college and they did a homerland parody episode mm-hmm. and that was fantastic that was one of the funniest simpsons i had seen in like 10 15 years again kind of a low bar though i mean it's good they had a funny episode but yeah i exactly i think like every season there's like one or two that kind of stand out also the simpsons family guy crossover i thought was very entertaining Mm. that happened in college also just uh, it's such a perfect show and that it was kind of just surreal that that every simpsons episode ever like remember that week where they played every episode back to back it was the first week of my senior year of college and this was basically the show that had been present my entire life and this is my kind of final year of childhood basically um i wish they just just still did that annually like a a yearly thing i think they do oh do they yeah well you just how often do you watch fxx never i don't have cable i haven't had cable in 
five years. Okay, so that's probably why you don't see the every episode ever. You yeah. also have Disney Plus. You can watch them whenever you want. I know, but that's different. Like, there is something fun when they're watching it live. Like, I remember when Bob Ross, um, there's like a Twitch stream of every one of his episodes. And it was fun just to <laughs> jump in randomly and just see what's mm-hmm. happening. And there's something that about was... the fact that a lot of people are watching it at the same time. And you can, like, see chat engaging yeah. with it. They did the same thing with Mr. Rogers, and that was also pretty cool. That, I mean, it was really cool to just come home from class and a random episode of The Simpsons would be on. Yeah. But that's crazy how spoiled we are to the fact where we don't like choosing television episodes because we have so many to choose from. Well, I think the main thing that streaming services don't have that is TV a shuffle did button. Have, no, we it, need a shuffle button. Well, I think it is the, the fact that you knew you were watching it when other people were watching it. Even if it's a rerun, like if there's like a, a rerun that happens at a certain time every day, like around dinner or whatever, and you know someone else watches that time slot because there's only four channels, what else are you going to watch with dinner? Yeah. And you could talk to them the next day about that rerun. Like, oh, I hated that episode. It's like, oh, yeah, that episode's pretty good, whatever. Like there, there was some amount of like you could talk to other people about the shared experience that you were having. And I think that's what was good about like those Twitch streams and what was good about the Simpsons replay thing. Is you all got to experience it together? Uh, I don't. Well, the Simpsons replay thing. I get what you're saying with the weekly TV show at night, like at 8 p.m. Because that's just one thing. I can't imagine being like, "Were you watching the Simpsons yesterday at 6:30 p.m.? Did you see that episode?" No, I watched the four hours before that, and then I had to study. <laughs> like, well, I I don't see the parallel there. To what? To to having something to talk about unless you're talking about they're present in the room with you as you're watching wait do you mean the uh the when it was like replayed recently are you saying back when tv was a regular occurrence are i (laughs) thought you were comparing uh i thought you were comparing when tv is a regular occurrence to us watching every simpsons episode ever that week in college i am comparing those things but only in that they were like uh, uh, time limited. Like you, there wasn't going to be other TV that people were watching that wasn't that t- the TV that was on last night before. Uh-huh. Like because okay. like you didn't even have VCRs until I don't know the nineties. It's like watching That's your true. own media that you were choosing back in the seventies just wasn't a thing. You were only watching what everyone else was watching. And are you saying you yearn for those days? I just think it's interesting. And I think that these newer things, like the Simpsons Marathon, kind of recreate that. Because it Mm. gets to be a sense of, like, I know what you were watching just because it was the only thing anyone was watching. And it was that Simpsons Marathon. What about when all 13 episodes of House of Cards came out and we watched them in, like, two days? Yeah. See, like, it's like, well, and Falcon is also the same thing. It's like they, these attempts to recreate Destination Television. It just, mm-hmm. I don't know. They, they don't happen as regularly anymore. Like, it's, like, different. Occasionally, a series will spark that. Like, Game of Thrones had that aspect to it. Yeah. And then they, you know, made us everyone <laughs> in America sad. Uh, <laughs> and, but, like, it. I don't feel like WandaVision and Falcon have quite reached that level. Like, they're certainly not, like, a cultural saturation of these things. They're definitely being widely talked about in circles that care about Marvel. I think... Did you, did you hear... Disney Plus hit 100 million subscribers within the past year. No, like that's crazy. I didn't know it was that it's, big. That's insane. Yeah. Huh. Good time to buy Disney stock. I bought right before they announced all of the 
like big shows oh, yeah. like hmm. uh the, the 10 star wars and that episode where i read to you all of the marvel stuff and you fell asleep mm-hmm. <laughs> just because i kept reading you content um yeah i think that i mean i i kind of think there will be a little bit of a correction i thought everything like once netflix would just become the new normal where you get all the episodes all at once and i used to like that but now and there's definitely still an advantage to it but now netflix do you remember the time where everything they put out was like gonna be great pretty much all well, netflix original content was yeah. like awesome i feel like it was two phases i at first it was like everything was great and then it was like everything was awful it felt like for a couple of years and now it feels like every once in a while there's something good. I I felt like it had it a big gradually slump. Got I I never felt the slump because I was all about that Marvel Netflix television. So we got well, okay. That's kind of what I'm remembering is the slump. <laughs> <laughs> no, we got Daredevil, and I'm like, okay, Netflix is peaking right now. You you the the content you're getting on Disney Plus right now is leagues above any of the Netflix content that Marvel <sighs> produced. I disagree. Really? So I, 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 Daredevil season three and Jessica Jones season one are still like my favorite seasons of, and I'm kind of wondering if there's a nostalgia to that. Favorite I mean, series of television? Se- it's like better no, than Breaking favorite, Bad? Favorite Netflix. Well, all right. So Jessica Jones season one, I think is my favorite season of television. Wow. In existence. I, that is interesting. I wonder how many I, other people shared that opinion. Because like it's I feel just like kinda, when it came out, it was big. Yeah, was no, big I deal. definitely think it was, but I just don't think anyone. Again, like cultural resonance, like no, but people that's, were talking I mean, about when it came out, but there hasn't been much subsequent talk. Like Breaking Bad I, or Mad Men or something still gets brought up in like what's the greatest TV show, even though they've been off the air for years. Jessica Jones, I, I feel like that doesn't happen. <laughs> well. It just probably gets flack because it's a superhero show, even though I think... And, God, I don't know if it was... Did I watch it at the right age? Was it just something that I hadn't seen in television before? Daredevil Season 3 came out in fall 2018, and I think that is also just a really stellar representation of a comic book story brought to television. Mm. Um, uh, Yeah, I just love everything about that it was like watching a comic book like every detail was nailed a hundred percent um my memory of watching a few episodes here and there of those (laughs) is that they looked at the very least a lot cheaper than these look oh the budget for sure is way more expensive in these shows but this is like falcon winter soldiers 150 million dollars like to put out six episodes wow which i mean but that's also a testament to how good daredevil like you know it's not a lot of flash and bang it's a guy beating up beating up a whole bunch of stuff and they just had great there's an episode in season three where he's like breaking into a jail to find an informant and it's all one shot it's like birdman the tv show you know it's funny because like i like well i don't know how much this is actually true i was gonna say i like (laughs) small indie stuff in general Uh uh-huh Yes. But when Marvel did something small and low budget, I had no interest in it. Maybe because when I come to Marvel, that is not what I'm looking for at all. Like, that, if I'm conceding that I'm going to watch a Marvel thing, it might as well be the biggest, most whatever thing that it can be. I also don't know if it's fair to compare those Netflix shows because they were a different showrunner than Kevin Feige. So it's kind of Marvel with a little bit of an asterisk. Even though it technically takes place in the same universe. Yeah. Uh yeah, like all that stuff is a bit grittier. 
and they wanted to make it kind of closer to R-rated than PG-13. I felt like it was like a step above CW superhero shows. It's kind of how it's it felt when I looked at them. Significantly better, plus there's half the episode content in mm. Daredevil and Jessica Jones. I And also, not to say, like... I don't think Jessica Jones season two and three were very good at all. Like hmm. they really dropped quality wise and daredevil. I'm kind of a sucker for because I like the character. I think season two, one, I think was great just because it was the first one. And then two was pretty good because the punishers in it. But I, I wouldn't regard those as like as high up as I do the other season, other seasons of television. Hmm. Uh, but I, yeah, I don't know if it's just, like, the time... Because Breaking Bad I can kind of go back to, and it's great always, and I think that's just because it's a great show. But Jessica Jones, I go back to season one, I'm like, this is always going to be great. And I can't really tell if that's nostalgia of me just loving it when I first watched it, or if it is a genuinely great show. Hmm. Well, it could just be stylistically right up your alley in a way that's, like, even though it has flaws, like... The flaws happen to be things that don't bother you, and the things that it succeeds in happen to be things that you look for in television. So even though it's a mixed bag, it just happens to be a mixed bag that's completely in favor of how your brain works. Uh, yeah, that that could totally be true. That was, uh, I, yeah, fall of 2018, I remember I watched... Like, I had a double ear infection, and Daredevil released, and Haunting of Hill House. I don't know if you ever watched that. Mm-mm. Oh, that was great. And I just, I was sick all weekend, and I just, I had to go to work, like, all three days, but I still, I would come home and watch those, and they were, like, oh, it was such a good release. Like, I just finally got to see those TV shows. Um, So that's when Netflix was peaking. Now I turn it on, and there's just a new show every day, and it's mostly bad content, from what I can tell. See, and this is something that Disney's kind of doing, that I'm wondering if they will get worse at over time just when they have more content. But I do think um, like Netflix, they're just had so much money coming in. They're just green lighting everything. Cause they're like, we got to keep people watching. We got to give them content, content, yeah. content. But I also think there's something to be said about making your content like Disney kind of scarce. Like you're doling it out a little bit at a time because then yep. you keep kind of the whole fan base or the whole con or subscriber base or whatever, kind of on the same mm-hmm. page. Like, cause yeah. now if, if you know, like there's just, you could be watching, like there's so much stuff that it's, I don't know. It's better to have a, a little bit of good stuff than a lot of terrible stuff. And Netflix seems yeah. to have gone for that second strategy. <laughs> Though maybe well, at first, mean, not intentionally. At first obviously. they were not. Yeah. I, do you think like part of it is they're scared of, disney owning star wars and marvel i mean i they definitely can't compete at that scale like because their their whole model is small things and lots of them which i think is kind of a money thing because they can't afford to have like a big failure and i think disney is less afraid of having a big failure like even if wandavision or something crashed that wouldn't crash disney because disney has so much other stuff going on whereas netflix this is it they don't have also a netflix (laughs) disney world and a netflix movie Uh, franchise that is you know successful and netflix other ventures there is a documentary uh, that just popped on netflix i really want to watch called the last blockbuster Hmm. i think that's very ironic 
the the streaming service that destroyed Blockbuster is now premiering a documentary about the last one in existence. Mm. Blockbuster, it was a matter of time. Like, yeah, Netflix <laughs> did it, but someone would have done it. Like, do you, I still remember when Netflix was a thing. Like, I had friends who were like, "It's just not the same." Like, I love going to the store and picking out the movies, and they got like the video games and all that stuff. I do agree with that a little <clears> bit, <throat> just because like when you make a point to go get a thing. You're going mm-hmm. to... It's a th- it's an event. Right, and you're going to watch it more closely yeah. than you're going to watch something that's just like there any time, and you could re-watch it if you wanted to. Well, I'm talking about ordering the DVDs in the mail, like the sleeve oh, yeah. DVDs. Well, that's also it's kind that. of an event, because it shows up at your house, and you're like, oh, finally, I've been waiting that on was, this thing. That was the best feeling as a child. That was the best thing to find in the mail, mm. the Netflix sleeves. And then you're like, oh, boy, I wonder what is it, what it is, and then... Ah, Dad ordered Reservoir Dogs again. That's a good movie. I want to watch Shrek 2. I'm talking about, we had we were early adopters. Like, mm-hmm. I had this thing in grade school. So you, like, accidentally in love better than stuck in the middle with you. I still have never really been crazy about that song. Those songs are on the Shrek 2 and Reservoir Dogs soundtrack, respectively. Just in case anyone Stuck in the middle with you is? Yeah. No, <laughs> wait, Shrek wait. Shrek 2? No, 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 no. Stuck in the middle with you is in... Uh, Reservoir Dogs. Reservoir Dogs, the scene where he cuts off his ear. Yeah, I know that. How does it relate to Shrek 2? Accidentally in Love is in Shrek 2. I don't understand the joke you're making then. I thought... Well, ow. <laughs> I'm sorry, I, I, must, I totally brain farted this whole what you just said. <laughs> this is a Kia Sorento commercial all over again. <laughs> all all uh, I was I, saying... Was that I was comparing oh, their good. respective the, soundtracks. That was the I, whole point. Okay. Well, I mean, clearly Shrek 2 has a better soundtrack. Mm, debatable. What? Does Reservoir Dogs have any other songs than that? Even if it's just got that one. Oh, there's no way you think that that's better than Accidentally in Love. All right, I know you look up down. the Reservoir Dogs soundtrack <laughs> really quick, and then we'll move on to Falcon and Winter Soldier. All right, all right uh dog's soundtrack oh there's a vinyl of it um also the reason i explained the joke was not for you i knew that you knew which songs were in which movies <laughs> i just figured that most people wouldn't know what soundtrack accidentally in love was off of i don't know a lot of these songs but i feel like if i heard them i would recognize them that makes sense there's for a song Tarantino. called there's a song called hooked on a feeling but it's by bjorn skiffs so I don't know if it's a cover of the classic mm. Guardians of the Galaxy anthem. Uh, Stephen Wright has a lot of songs. I think those are probably just like in the film. Right. Kind of deal. Mm. Uh, There's like a direct lineage, though, to Quentin Tarantino soundtracks to Guardians of the Ga- Galaxy soundtracks. Just because his explain. inclusion of old pop songs. Oh, yeah. Uh, his are a bit more out there, though. Yeah, Guardians but Galaxy, even Guardians of the Galaxy, he he puts some obscure stuff in there, like uh, more so in one, yeah, than two. But even what, also, what was the there was one in two that was like out of nowhere, Wham Bam Shangalang. Yeah, that Shalala. one. Yeah, that one's pretty good. That's pretty out there. Uh, I just realized, or like not just now, but like a couple months ago, and I keep forgetting to bring it up on this podcast. Guardians of the Galaxy 1 has two songs from Remember the Titans. Hmm. Uh, Ain't No Mountain High Enough yeah. and 
Spirit in the Sky are both featured mm. in that movie. Why? And surely James Gunn has seen that movie. Everyone like, has. There's, everyone has. Like, you have to have seen that. I. What was his thinking? Is that movie good? Both? Remember the Titans? I've seen it like five times. <laughs> but like I haven't seen it. I, I've I also, think it's great. I haven't seen it since I was like fourteen. Yeah, it's definitely one you watch a lot as a kid. It's a school movie. But, it's like we need to put something yeah, on that's kind of yeah, exactly. Like, we have like three VHS tapes. Yeah. We have Tarzan. We have Remember the Titans, and we have. Oof, God, there there were a handful. I this is a real thing. Like teachers have the same three tapes that they shared with each other. Yeah. Like, um. Mission Impossible 2 was just one that my high school teacher had, which had nothing to do with the class he was teaching. Yeah, I feel like mine were a little bit more tied to the subject matter, but Remember the Titan was definitely like a fallback, if nothing else. Oh, Apollo 13. Yeah. That was that was always on. That one's good. <clears throat> yeah. I think that Ron one's Howard, better baby. than Remember the Titans. I don't know. I think right now I would prefer to watch Remember the Titans over Apollo 13. Hmm. But... I've seen them both the same amount of times. It was just something that was always watched as a kid. You just have to watch them in pairs. Whenever you watch one, you got to watch the yeah. other. Keep it level. <laughs> they are similar. But what do you, why would James Gunn take that song? Like, why would he do that? Take both of those songs. Because <laughs> Cause those are, especially since Remember the Titans, Ain't No Mountain High Enough is such an iconic scene in that movie. Mm. And... I mean, it's a great song, and I'm glad that it's used in Guardians of the Galaxy because then I got that soundtrack and I had access to the song. But also, Spirit in the Sky, I do not like that song, really. I've never been crazy about that one. Yeah, it's fine. It's not a it's highlight on the album. Of, no. It came on Rock Band 2 also, and I was just like, ah, so what? Mm-hmm. Give me more Everlong or Battery by Metallica. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Everlong's better than it is. I don't know about Battery. <laughs> oh, you're not a, a Battery head? I'm not a Metallica fan, generally. I don't dislike Metallica, but I would never seek out Metallica. Have you heard that album? Do you ever well, listen you, to that ghost we, song that I told you to listen to? No, I did not. Uh, I, I'm i going to add it to my Spotify right now because I have that pulled up. All right, what is it called? Uh, Mariana Cross. Mariana... No, Mary on a cross. Not like the name Why Mariana. did you say it like that? I said it quickly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's the... That's... Is that on an album? Oh, this is new. This is 2019. Yeah. That's recent. It's a bop. Is it? Maybe. Uh, do you have Do you have an album that you would recommend? Uh, I liked their... What? Meloria? I think that's like they their 2017 album. album. 2016 yeah oh yeah okay that's the one their, if their you first were... one's also really good i mean i like their all their first three albums i think their latest one they kind of have moved in a poppier and poppier direction but i think they've right. also been playing that pretty well you get one chance to wow me which album is it gonna be Oof. yeah i guess i'll go with the third one which is their me, 2016. Melioria. Yeah. yeah. All right. It's getting added. Oh, man. And fans fans will hear about my, my thoughts next. Are you going to still listen to that other song, though? Yeah. No, that's added as well. Oh, yeah. Uh, so you will hear my thoughts on the album and the individual song. 
Wow. What? The last time. A teaser. I'm trying. You're. You've been pretty consistent. I mean, I have also gotten you into some really stellar music throughout the years, uh, such as The Beatles. <laughs> yeah, I never um, heard of them before. <laughs> uh, uh, I gave you that Fountains of Wayne record, though. Yeah, no, I do really like those Fountains of Wayne records. Mostly and, the Interstate um, Highway Manager one. That one's that's, the best. That's the one. Yeah, for sure. That and uh, Costello Music by the Fratellis. Yeah, I, well, I, I knew the Fratellis before that, but... I don't think so. But Interstate Highway Manager, like, I still play those songs on piano pretty regularly. They're great. It's a great album all the way through. Oh, you want to hear something that made me feel really old? Mm. <clears throat> I was, one of my uh, students in the dorm got a guitar, and he he's super into it. <clears throat> and I was like, I was just so thrilled for him, because that's just a really good investment of his time and energy. Yeah. And, and I was showing him how to play some basic chords, and he was really into it. And I was just messing around, like, showing him all the stuff I could play. And he's like, remember when you were, like, 13 and you saw, like, someone play guitar? And it's, like, this impossible thing that you could never dream of doing. Yeah. Uh, and then you play for 15 years, and you're like, oh, I am, I can do that. Yeah. <laughs> um, you play some rock I wanna, I, Yeah, <laughs> basically. Uh, and I showed, I, sh- I was playing Stacy's Mom, the riff to Stacy's Mom. Mm-hmm. And I, I played like all the small things. I played uh, some other like the final countdown. Just all these and it smells like Teen Spirit. Like all these popular like yeah. easy chord progressions. And then I played Stacy's Mom. He's like, "What's that song?" I was like, "Stacy's Mom." This was like the most popular song on the radio in two thousand three. And he's like, "Oh, I wasn't born yet." <laughs> yeah. I was like, "Oh man, no. this is classic rock now." Yeah, I don't know the age of these kids, but I imagine they weren't born until like 2007 or 8. Around that, between 6 and 8, yeah. Yeah. And I just, Stacy's mom is, I arguably the, and, God, it's, it's, I think it's the best song of the 2000s, like 2000 to 2010. I think that's the best song mm. written. I'm trying to think of something else. It's a humongously fun song. But, like, I think there's other songs that are maybe even bigger cultural moments than it, like Hey Ya. No, disagree. Is a bigger cultural moment? I think it's a good song. I do not think that is as good a song as Stacy's Mom. I do not think... I think the world will remember Stacy's Mom. I mean, Hey Ya, sure. Probably a lot of people will remember that, but... That song's pure uh, fun. In a similar way that Stacy's Mom is. Yeah. Is that... Did that come out in early 2000s? I thought that was like 99 or something like... Yeah, I think it came out early 2000s. Let's be sure. I wouldn't hey. bet my life on it. Too late. You bet your life on it. All right, I'll oh, commit 2003. to Oh, You get to live. Oof. Close one. Looks like the fans are judge, jury, and executioner, but you're safe today <laughs> from the third one. All right, let's talk um, about Falcon. Let's do it. Uh, I do love talking about marvel with my buddy um all right so should we this is our second tv show uh do we want to do the rating before how did we do this last time we did because the third episode we waited to tell each other like our final your final review but like do you want to do reviews first no didn't um, haven't we been doing it that you give your review at the beginning and i give my review at the end we did that for the last episode because that was like oh, the did we do that for one. the entire thing i thought we did that maybe for everyone we, maybe we let's did. just do that Okay, that's fine let's do that okay so i am gonna give this 
so this episode was like a really solid start foundationally uh but i think it's gotta like build and and obviously it will but uh and i don't i don't want to sell it short so i'm gonna give this two out of two just because i think it is <laughs> okay <laughs> I, I just because i don't want to be like i don't want to give it 1.5 1.5 1.5 and then be like ah, i wanted to give it two and a half year on the third episode because the ending really nailed it actually yeah you're right i'll give it a 1.5 okay that's what one it sounded like you were gearing up for yeah i'll give it a one and a half avengers but i mean there's a lot i really did like and it just mm-hmm. made me like as soon as i hit play and it's like 49 minutes i was like oh baby of like, course it was is... actually 40 minutes yeah because like, credits are seven so minute long. credit <laughs> seven minute it's like credits for a movie except you get to see it six times yeah because there's six episodes i wonder if that is has something to do with like the contract that the people who work with marvel signed like their credits have to be played it's some sort of like like they when they signed their contracts it was like some movie credits yeah stuff like it can only move at this speed like people have to be able to read my name and it has to, and like, there's no provision for it to be like only played at the last episode or something, which would kind of make sense. They could do that, but they don't want to. Yes. Also, check this out. The director of the show, um, let me pull her up. She had a crazy filmography. Uh, hmm. Carrie Scogland. Scogland or Scogland. I for I just want to say I loved this first episode. I think the directing was great, but I looked her up like afterward. Uh, her highest, her most like she's she's directed like twenty movies, and I have never heard of any of them. Hmm. And the second most popular on Letterbox is Children of the Corn Six 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 Isaac's Return. Oh, not a great a, title. It has a one point eight on Letterbox. Out of and there's out of five. That's bad. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anything below a two on this app is pretty unwatchable. Huh. And there's something called The Loudest Voice. Uh, the Rise and Fall of Fox News founder Roger Allies. Well, that might be interesting. That has a 3.7. So it's so all of her stuff is pretty, well, except for that, is pretty low rated or just less popular? I, uh, 50 Dead Men Walking, 3.1. Uh... I, yeah, I, I don't imagine a lot of people have seen these movies. That's interesting. So she's like a very... Lounge. She's done a bunch of very middling stuff. Yeah, like like straight to DVDs. Like Has she directed other television? Uh, that actually might be <laughs> a better thing to look, because I was just looking at her movie. She just sounds like a journeyman director who's just like a, a, you know, a gun for I hire mean, that she's just done a lot of directing stuff wherever someone's willing to pay her. The Loudest Voice looks like a documentary, and it was on Showtime, and it came out in 2019. So it's like a series. So I would imagine, like, this did really well, and then she got picked up for Falcon Winter Soldier. Hmm. But, like, just looking at her resume, I was like, uh-oh. And then it ended up being great. Yeah. Um, that's a testament to this, you know, the Marvel, the the machine. Yeah, so let's, um, let's start, talk about this opening scene. All right. Well, I, I'm going to give my adventures at the table. Oh, yeah, you got to do that. One and a half. Bruce Banner. Bruce Banner. And... Oh, God, but... All, my frustration, though, is if this, like... Because this was a really solid start to the series. 
and I could totally, like, if the series ends up being my favorite, I'm going to want to give it six. So I'm going to go back to two Avengers. Okay. <laughs> because I, okay, this, see, I was just, I was thinking, like, even if everything is, well, and the other funny thing is that we've only watched one episode of six. Yeah. So, like, yeah. if it was after two episodes, it'd feel a little bit more fair to give it a one and a half. Yeah. But um, this was such, and this was such, like, I couldn't have asked for anything more for, like, a start. Like, I think this kicked everything off perfectly. Yeah, this uh, uh, we were a little spoiled with WandaVision where we had two episodes, even though they're about yeah. the same length as this one episode yeah. was. But you still get more of a feel for what the show is. Yeah. Like, after two episodes. Um, yeah, I, I will just kind of do it on the back end, like, make the score lower if it needs to be. But I'm hoping for a six out of six. Uh, so I'll give this two out of two. Um, for the great start. And Who are you I boys? Put, I'll put Wanda and Vision there. Okay. Never heard of them, Just, but they sound <laughs> they'll cool. They'll be, uh, they'll be, um, cheering for their, the new spinoff program Marvel Studios is providing. All right. So my first thought about Falcon and Winter Soldier. So okay. you start off with, I the guess you saw, scene. you saw him suiting up is the opening scene. And yeah. And then. It cuts to a different thing where he's out in uh, somewhere next to Libya. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what country he starts in, but I know he can't go over the Libya border. Yeah, is the whole yep. thing. Um, well, what are you? I, I that opening like twenty second sequence where he packs up the shield mm-hmm. and he puts on the suit and he's like, uh, and he's just remembering the last thing Cap said. I yeah. thought that was an incredible start. I, I, yeah. Well, it that makes put sense. us right in the mood where it left off. And it, it's a good opener for what his arc is going to be. At least, yeah. based on this episode, what I assume his arc was going to be. Which yeah. we can talk about when we get to where he's doing the speech. Because I think that's clearly like the mission statement kind of thing. But anyway, for this action scene, I think it starts off really well. And he's flying. It's all mm-hmm. cool. And then he goes yeah. inside. And I really mm-hmm. like that. Because he's like having trouble fighting them. Because he's like so contained. Inside the plane? Yeah. And then yeah. the villains leave the plane. What are you doing? You're fighting Falcon. Why go into open air? That's like the dumbest thing you could do. That's like fighting I... Shark Man on a boat and then jumping into the water. It's like, no, Shark Man's better in the water, you dipshit. Uh, wow, all right. I guess I'm going to have to do some old school Marvel lawyering here. Um, I mean... The plane was going down is the argument. Like, so they had to get off of it anyway. But still, yeah. I just thought that was a funny move to just be like. And also, what, there's yeah. What would you have done on the plane? Like, you would just you would have tried to kill him on the plane before you had to eject. Yeah, I would have okay. fought him on the plane as long as I possibly could because clearly he's weaker there. I mean, I think one on one he's got you beat. But like, you're not one on one. There's extra guys. I know, but you need all of them to agree that this is the plan. Yeah. You need to make that argument, which you made, and it's not a bad argument necessarily, but you need to get all of them on the same page. And I don't know if, like, I bet one of them's just going to panic and be like, that's Falcon, dude. He's an Avenger. Bye. And then go flying just yeah. because they're also, they're villains. They're not that smart. Like, they're just going to, oh, oh no, they're an hijacking Avenger, run a away. plane from the military. <laughs> that's pretty hard. Yeah, but the military's dumb. Whoa. Avengers are smart. Now, see, I respect our veterans. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah no the veterans are great it's the military that i picked the bone with uh anyway so my second thing and this is like an, a really old school tiny tiny one uh, okay so you don't have to put much stock in this but he's, he's in his wingsuit and he's got another yep. guy on his back the main villain yep 
but he doesn't fall uh-huh. faster. Surely the wingsuit <laughs> doesn't like if you have twice as much weight in the wingsuit, you don't get quite the same oomph from the little wings that are on it. So he should Did be he falling have... faster than everyone else. Also, they f- flew really far laterally, even once they got close to the ground in the canyon. Like, I guess the canyon must be also going diagonal down a mountain or something for them to stay in yeah. the air as long as they did. Oh, for sure. Like, it, but also, I never... do canyons form in mountains like that? I don't think so, but... it's. I mean, it's not CGI. Like, they definitely used, like, a real land. Well, no, they used a real canyon, but canyons, I think, yeah. are, like, on, like, where the Grand Canyon is, where it's, like, a flat thing that's then been eroded down from where the flat plain is. Yeah. Whereas you don't get a, a horizontal canyon, I don't think. Or not horizontal, but like diagonal canyon going up the side of a mountain. At least I haven't seen it. I can be completely wrong on that. <laughs> that I'm very little confidence of. The only thing I would say is that they were flying horizontally once they reached kind of ground level for a really long time. Longer than I would have anticipated possible for a wingsuit. Especially if you add a second person to the weight of the wingsuit. But all that to say, it's Marvel, so it's like, whatever. Like, it's, it's about what looks cool, not about what's real. I, I mean, yeah, there is a man flying around in a jet-propelled wingsuit. So. Right, but that's justified because they've, they've established that that's what his wingsuit does. They haven't established that gravity's lighter <laughs> well, for everyone I, else. Or that I the mean, air is particularly thick. We don't know that those wingsuits that they had, like, you know, there might be some mischief with the physics there. Like cap shield, some sort of motors, some sort of magic. I don't know mm. that there. It very well could be. I don't think they were just standard run of the mill wingsuits. If those exist, yeah. And then the second or the last note I have from this beginning sequence is I wrote people dying. Like I feel like Wandavision didn't yeah. have as much people dying. This had people dying so, all over the place. This is yeah. So this is TV fourteen. Wandavision was PG, um, and that was kind of like they were going for more. I, they're just kind of covering all their bases. Like Deadpool's about to come over, and they're going to have rated R content. But they're just—they wanted a show that parents could be like, "Oh, my eight-year-old son wants to watch this, but those PG-13 ones are too violent." Oh, WandaVision, perfect. And then the eight-year-old kid is like, "I don't want to watch. I love Lucy." Like, yeah. <laughs> um, and I was thinking at first just because. Um, we didn't talk about it at all, but I watched the Snyder Cut yesterday. We should do like a brief 20-second aside on the Snyder Cut just okay. to get my review. Yeah, and, and uh, say if you think I should watch it. I, you you texted me yesterday saying if it's an 8.5, if you give it an 8.5, I will watch it. Mm-hmm. You said that to me. Right. And I give it probably an 8 out of 10. Wow. It's, so it's, it's it, good. It is, yes. But it is so long. And every time I was like, they probably could cut this scene out of the movie. And then I thought, like, 2017 Justice League was just Joss Whedon cutting 90 minutes out of that movie, and it was terrible. So it also probably could have worked as, like, a miniseries, but it's, for better or worse, a movie. And Interesting. So I, is is did Snyder just make too much movie, and it had to be cut because it was going to be a theoretical release, and there was just no way to do it while preserving the quality of the movie? And that's why it basically, ended up so bad. Basically. And then his daughter also died on filming. So uh, it's kind of ambiguous whether or not... Because WDB was not going to let him release a four-hour film. No. So, But he also, like, he stepped down from the project and he wanted to spend time with his family, which totally makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and then WB... Like, just fans petitioned for this movie that 
WB was like, you're never going to see this movie. Like, it's too long. It's not going to do well in theaters. And then they released a dog shit movie that did not do well in theaters. Yeah. Uh, I think box office wise, it lost to Iron Man 1, which is crazy that your ensemble film yeah. with all your biggest heroes is not as successful as Marvel's debut single hero outing. 8 out of 10 is a very interesting rating to give it. Because that does raise my curiosity for it. You... The only thing is, like, you're not going to think that through. There will be problems throughout. But at the end, I don't know. It's kind of like an accomplishment that you're just like, I did it. I made it through this movie. And the <laughs> ending's very satisfying. Huh. Like, it is a really solid final 20, 30 minutes. Interesting. Uh, but that being said, it is a real slog. to get. Like, I had to pause two hours in and take, like, a 15-minute Oh, yeah. I would never to... watch it at once. I would probably break it into four different chunks. Like, watch it like yeah. a TV show. Yeah, it's. Did you? I we've talked about. It. You did not like the Watchmen, the Zack Snyder Watchmen. Uh, I didn't hate it. I thought it was okay. okay. This is just like that, except longer with more popular superheroes. Hmm. I do think the popular was, superheroes will help, but I don't uh, think. Yeah, and I think all the actors and actresses, like everybody, killed it. Like Henry cavill gal gadot ben affleck was also very good in this like he actually got some time to shine hmm. i wonder how that'll um, change his legacy towards the fans because i feel like I, he was not a very popular batman but i wonder if this no. will improve his standing retroactively I, I definitely think it will and i also think like wb is going to be like because originally Zack snyder had plans to do three justice league movies and then the first one didn't get made so he's like i'm not doing it then they let him make the first one and the first one definitively sets up a sequel like it is no mm. doubt in my mind that there's like this needs to have a follow-up movie and it's gonna be interesting if wb sees like wow this got us like 50 million viewers on launch day like we need to give him another chance is there and, like was there any way he could have cut this into a theatrical release or could you cut it in half and release it like four months apart uh, it only works it would have been story. it would have been really like harry potter one and two or seven part one and seven part two where mm. it's just like seven part one is so dumb and i don't think needs to exist interesting but, so that's a really interesting problem to have as wb because you have a problem yeah. that is you have a, a film that is four hours which is an unworkable length and there's no way to cut it down without ruining it and there's no way to split it in half without ruining it so how do you release yeah. it like that is kind of his fault <laughs> like he screwed yeah. up well well, I mean, I'm just so... I, but he, he's like, he just has a vision and he's like, it's gotta go this way kind of deal. Which, well, but you, have you know, to, Peter you... Jackson with Lord of the Rings had a vision and they were like, alright, we're gonna let you do this because these movies kick ass. But think about how reluctant... They probably wouldn't have... Like, the original Return of the King was like six hours or something. And then they obviously had to do extended editions and all that. Even the extended but, editions only like four hours, ten minutes or something. Yeah, I think, I mean, there's probably some stuff that didn't even make the extended edition. Yeah. Knowing Peter but, Jackson, that's true. Yeah, uh, this would be, yeah, if you were to cut this movie in half, this would be like cutting Infinity War in half. Okay, and not like the gap between Infinity War not, and Endgame. Not Infinity War and Endgame. It would be like, it's. this is kind of like their Infinity War a little bit. Um, mm -hmm. The resolution is a bit more like Endgame with a cliffhanger as opposed to Infinity War is just like... Because there's resolution in the movie, whereas Infinity War doesn't really have that resolution. Mm. Um, but there's also, like, a cliffhanger that will segue into 
the following movie. Um, I'm surprised the Snyder I, Cut lives up to its expectation, though, that it does fix yeah. things. I, I assumed it would be just like on par, just as bad, just longer. And no, the crazy thing is, I think this was like this is the best DC EU film or DC Extended Universe. Like huh. uh, they just really need better. to like wipe the slate clean, though. Like I just, yeah. I, it's so messy right now. It's just nothing. Like it, it's it so is. many different little threads and like. You got some stuff that is working, like Gal Gadot's Wonder Woman works, even though her last movie was a little, eh. um, yeah. And like Henry Not Cavill as Superman, I think he works. Uh, you are a big man of feel, man of steel nerd. I hate it, but he he looks the part, and I think his acting is fine. Um, yeah, which is basically all you need for Superman. It's not like that's a yeah. particularly tough role. He's very stoic. That is and. All my problems with Batman vs. Superman, which I think was a long, dumb movie with a lot of problems, uh, they weren't really present here. Like, Batman in that movie was turned into a murderer, like, with machine guns and, like, Uzis and all that. And Zack Snyder, I, I don't know I don't know if he took the feedback or it just coincidentally, like, Batman was fighting, like, parademons, so you're not seeing him shoot humans. Mm. You're, Batman didn't really have a lot of... He had some firearms, but it was mostly, like cartoony explosive stuff yeah guns don't work for batman that is no it it was no batman versus superman was insane uh but this was significantly better he just there's just so much universe he was trying to build and he's basically like i'm trying to it was it's basically like if infinity war came out at the end of phase one that's kind of what this feels like Hmm. So it introduced a whole bunch of new characters. You have some that already exist, and it's just this grand movie hmm. that has a lot of. I mean, DC, parts. I think, could almost do that. Is, is if this, they almost need to do because they have a bunch of great characters that everyone's already attached with. Like that's no problem. People will go yes. see a movie that has Batman and Superman in it. I almost yes. think they should take something like this. And be like, this is our starting point. Everything before this, like even if it has the same actors or whatever, not necessarily canon. But like we're creating a new starting point. And instead of starting off like Marvel, where you build up to something, start off with a big yeah. mission statement movie, and then go yep. from those characters because we know them already. And now you take them to their individual stuff. That's like kind of what they were planning on doing because they were planning on it was Man of Steel, Batman vs Superman, then Justice League, and like those were going to be. And Wonder Woman also came out before Justice League, but. They were going to do, that was basically their plan. They were going to do this big one and then do one-offs with all the heroes introduced in that movie. And then 2017 Justice League came out and they were like, no one's going to watch any of these current characters in any movies that are related to this universe. Yeah, DC. So they really, they botched the landing with that 2017 Justice League. That was the nail in the coffin. This whole thing is just like, it's like watching, uh, I don't know, like like an athlete who has all the makings of being a great athlete, like someone who's really good in college. And then they show up in the NFL and they just like get injured really early. They come <laughs> back and then they get injured again. It's just like never works out for them. And you're sad. Cause like, I knew how good they were. Like DC has yeah. all these good heroes. They have like yep. a rich history of even other like film media properties. Um, yeah. Like with the dark Knight and stuff like that. It's just like when it comes time to like, you know, get it going these days, it's just one false start after another. It is a struggle for them. I also think uh, Christopher Nolan Batman didn't do them any favors because that was coming out the same time the MCU was starting. Mm -hmm. So Dark Knight came out, and that's over a billion dollars for a superhero movie, which at the time is incredible because Iron Man came out in the same year, and that 
was good, but they're like, oh, people will show up to see Batman for for years after this. And then they put out Avengers, they put out Dark Knight Rises, those make similar amounts of money, and then Marvel keeps pumping out these movies, and they were like, how about Man of Steel? Yeah, and, and it's like, no. <laughs> That's um, not Man of Steel. But that is my review for you. It's not an eight and a half as you asked for, but I still might I watch it just because that's intriguing enough. It is. It's the best thing that they've put out, I think, in my opinion. But it's also a lot of content. It's just like the most movie a movie can be. Like yeah. all of the. It's so over the top. It's very Snyder. All right, let's go back to Falcon. All right, I have, back I have to Falcon note. and Winter Soldier. So then we hold on. Did we wait? Where where does your note take place? Exactly the next scene where they're talking, okay. where they're in kind of like that little cafe area, and he's talking yeah. to this the little the spy guy who's going to be a character that recurs. Yeah, um, and he's an interesting he character. Cool. I I kind of thought like he seemed a little shifty, like in terms of like he might be like a betrayal at some point. I don't. Yeah, I. There's not a I lot of evidence think, for that, but he is like just looking around no. and moving around the whole time. But he's a spy, so you know it's kind of <laughs> what he does. I think after that ending sequence where uh, in Switzerland or wherever, um, like, and he got punched in the face. I think his he's kind of an ally yeah. at this point. But that that could be setting us up to be tricked. Yeah, possibly. But the thing that he said that I liked a lot was that the terrorist group or whatever that he's like. Uh, following is pro blip i think that's a fun idea to have incorporated yes for sure i love how all of these like far from home wandavision Mm -hmm. they're all incorporating the blip in completely different ways and i love to hear about like how it because it it was this massive world right like it and it's not it's, it's not unimaginable that marvel would try to move past it to get onto these other things, but it's definitely it makes way more sense for them to incorporate it and in everything, yeah, and and like justify it for like these character reasons and those. You also have this weird like five year shift that all these people have, like um, that Falcon mentions. So it's like they used to be babies, now I'm back and they're like little men. Uh, yes, for sure. Like they've done a good job of incorporating it, like better than I would have anticipated. If you'd asked me how how well they'd incorporated, it, I would have thought. They would like say they they mention it in passing, and then just be like yada yada. Okay, we're back to normal now. But they haven't yeah, done that. I mean, they no they, and I like how they're. It's not like they could honestly do an entire movie on like some hero is coming back around. The, like when the blip, they could do an entire blip movie and just explain how it affects all facets. But they're giving it to us piece by piece. Like this is what it was like in a hospital for the blip. Mm-hmm. This is what it was like for the government when the blip. It'll kind of define like, phase four as like yeah. post blip era. Yes. Well, cause they're speculating that, um, it's going to focus on like the Avengers going back in time has created multiple timelines. And I think Loki will touch on that. The mm-hmm. Loki show. That one I'm excited um, for. Yeah, they just released the poster yesterday. Did you see that? No. Oh, it's Loki. <laughs> yeah, I imagine him and uh, him and Owen Wilson were doing some tour or press tour or something. Right. Yeah. Which is interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm excited to see what happens. When there. does that get but released? June 11th. Okay. So, theoretically, if all goes according to plan, we have Black Widow after this, and then that will last us a month. <laughs> just watching black widow over, over and, and over, over again yeah. <laughs> yeah um or i mean it's like a substantial movie i also 
something to be said about this first episode. I think this is a much better run time for these episodes. I think all of these should be 45 minutes. Yeah. Um, despite credits being super long. Mm-hmm. I, I, 20, 22 minutes for WandaVision was such a tease, and I just wanted, like, nine weeks of that. I, I love the show to death, but I was just like... But they had to for, for the more. format that it was. Like, you couldn't have had a 40-minute yeah. I Love Lucy episode. Yeah, for sure. I get that. But maybe do... I don't know, maybe do, like, I Love Lucy for the first half and then Dick Van Dyke for the second half. Yeah, they could have done that. Like a sitcom. I feel like that's why they did nine episodes, is because it could have been six episodes if you just combined all the first six episodes and three episodes. Yeah, I get that. I don't know, I just... Yeah, I I think 45 minutes gives me a lot more to chew on for a week. Yeah. Um, Um, So let's see. So So also, that same guy also mentioned, like... uh, conspiracy theories about where steve is yeah okay so that's what i wanted to talk to you where do we think captain america is do we think he's going to make an appearance at some point ah uh, i could see him making appearance late just like because i think uh we're pretty close to where i was going to be is um talk about the arc of the show which is clearly like uh falcon refusing the mantle of captain america and then yeah. slowly also, retaking that was, it. And that was very interesting because I figured uh, that makes it so much more of just like a controversy or less of a controversy, I guess, because I assumed that the government just took the mantle from him. Right. At, but he actually turned it down. Mm-hmm. And he did give the shield back and they were like, oh, no one's using the shield, which is kind of very Hayward of them yeah. or whoever that. Yeah, they they um, sleazeball. Like, yeah, uh, but shield. I... I I thought it would be more of a like a Hayward, compelling, frustrating idiot villain where they're like Falcon can't be Captain America. Let's make this schmuck uh, Captain America. And also, this guy, I knew the actor playing him, but he looks so goofy yeah. in that suit. <laughs> yeah, um, no, but uh, so that yeah, like clearly the arc of the show is him rising back up to take that mantle, and I yeah. had that note down obviously before the last scene where you see the new Captain America yes. guy with it. Um, yeah. Because I think that would have been the arc anyway. When I saw it in the museum, I was like, oh, there's going to be a scene where he breaks back into the museum and takes it out, just like there was that scene where Captain America goes to the museum and gets his suit yeah. at that one point. So I figured that was going to happen. They'd have that little parallel, but they won't. Because <laughs> well. <laughs> clearly this other Captain America will just have the shield. Yeah. the Yeah, the suit definitely seems to be on another person. Right. I get, well, you could probably break out an old school. That would be interesting if he took like his World War One shield, like the one that looks like kind of a medieval, yeah. like crest kind of deal. Hmm. Uh, I mean, it wouldn't throw like a frisbee. Um. So and then we cut to Winter Soldier. I, if you want to, hold on. I, I'm still on this cap thing, okay. like because I'm curious. Oh, oh yeah. Iron Man. I was gonna say that I think he'll show up once okay. he's accepted the mantle. I think there'll be a scene okay. like post. Like, so you finally took it up kind of thing. I think that's going to be... I think he's going to be the... Instigator of I him taking it, it up? I, yeah, I think it's the opposite. I think it's going to be right before he takes but the mantle. I, my, he's going to be like... Yeah. My problem with that is that I think that would give Captain America too much credit for raising Falcon up to the stats. Like, I feel like Falcon needs to find uh-huh. it within himself. He, it, like, okay. having it in, come from externally means his character hasn't mm-hmm. grown yet. I like that argument. So... Um, yeah, because Robert Downey Jr. is in Black Widow, so I bet they just have some footage from when he was, uh, Chris Evans was old, and they're just like, 
shoot this, we might use it in Endgame, we might not. And whatever. Well, they don't have to that's... remake them up old every time. It's just a video effect. Uh, <laughs> I'm, but I'm, I'm just saying contract-wise, because they have him for that movie, and now to get him back, they would need to pay exorbitant amounts sure. of money. Yeah. He also said after filming, he tweeted, Chris Evans tweeted, done with the role, it's been great playing Captain America, and the Russo brothers commented or tweeted, his time in the MCU is not done, you will soon understand what we mean. Mm. So... I'm curious. I feel like he's got to have like a a hidden cameo here. Even though we were banking on Doctor Strange showing up in WandaVision and he didn't, I feel like it just has to happen here. Hmm. Um I Yeah, the moon thing was interesting. Yeah. Like cuz so cuz where is he right now? Is he dead? I don't think so. Cuz he hasn't been old that long. I think he's just still an old man. Huh. Um yeah, because that's the last we see him in Endgame. He's just an old man sitting on the bench. So, like where I did have this thought. So, Winter Soldier is 106 years old, but he looks young. Yes. Because he yep. also has some super serum type stuff in him. Captain America yep. also has super soldier serum, but when he goes back 140 years, like he slept for 70 years, then he goes back and now mm-hmm. he's this old? Like, wouldn't it take him longer to get as old as he was at the end of... I think he was... I Well, I think he was... Uh, I guess he was aging while he was frozen. Whereas, like, the thing keeping him young mm. was the super serum. See, I think he wasn't aging while he was frozen. And he just started aging once he went, like, contemporaneously once he was revived. And then he started aging. He was aging continuously ever since, including when he went back in time. Well, he did live a full hundred years. Or basically two hundred years. Unless you're counting, you're just saying, like... Well, he lived like zero, 1 to 25, and then he was frozen, and then he lived like 25 to 35 in Marvel time. Yeah. And then he went back he 60 went back years, and, or 70 years. Lived, yeah. So that would make Although him like 105, and which is like the age I, that uh, Winter Soldier is, but he looks much better. Did he, did he go back in time, like... Over and over, we—I mean, we don't know anything about that trip. Yeah, like, maybe. Do you think he lived like ten lives with what's her name? I—I'm—I I, I mean, possibly. Getting like, older we have time. no idea. It could have been like an interstellar thing where he ends up on this planet that aged <laughs> him like seventy years, yeah. like just, even though it was just an hour. Yeah. It's like I've been on this planet for an hour and I've aged seventy years. Um, I hope. I so hope I, the MCU waits till Chris Evans is as old as he's aged up to be, and then does another <laughs> Captain America movie. <laughs> I was kind of thinking it would be really cool. I don't know what the context is for the universe, but I would love to see the OG Avengers, the original six, come back and do like an old man Avengers movie. Huh. And they're all like really fucking old. <laughs> so like 30 years? <laughs> yeah. but the, And it's kind of like Logan where he's just like, I'm old and it's not stuff's not working like it used to but i'm gonna raise hell and fight some bad guys oh, that's definitely gonna be a thing when like uh robert downey jr is like 80 he's gonna yeah. come back in for like a cameo just when the yeah. avengers need him most and you like well except for yeah he's dead in the <laughs> <laughs> so more like more like uh captain america will do that but yeah I mean, they'll they'll explore like multiverses kind of deal where this is what happens. Like, RDJ stayed alive, but also the blip never happened. Like, mm. Thanos is still running around Earth, raising hell. 
and then I don't know, maybe they set that universe straight or something. I there's so much you could do here. Um, All right, let's keep let's keep. I, so talk about yeah. Winter Soldier and his introduction. I love that a lot. Like the he's living on or sleeping on his apartment floor and he's having nightmares about the murders he's committed. Mm-hmm. And I love his whole the whole seg- sequence with the therapist. I thought was great. Yeah, and it establishes about. like his little three rules. Like he can't do yeah. things that are illegal. He can't let anyone be hurt, and he has to identify himself or whatever. Like say that I'm not the Winter Soldier anymore. Something yeah. yada yada Which, yada. Some little phrase that he has that I assume we will hear again. Yeah, um, I I loved it. I thought that was super awesome. Yeah, and he's just taking um, out old Hydra people, I guess. Yeah, that he enabled. Basically. He although what was the deal with the um the Asian man's son? Yeah. So did he <laughs> kill him? That's what I was thinking. I, is he probably killed him, and he just can't bring himself to tell his friend that? That is also what I thought. But at first, when he was like getting in his car or something, it's I, I agree with what we just said more. But I there was a part of me for a second that thought like, oh, he knows who did this. He's gonna go mess with the Hydra guy who did it, mm-hmm. kind of deal. But I think more likely he killed him. Yeah, or he some way contributed, even if it's not like a direct yeah. death, because I could see them like maybe not wanting it to do that oh wait no wait we have a flashback of his nightmare is he's killing the guy trying to get to his hotel that could be the guy's son uh, oh yeah, i didn't even think about that yeah neither did i till just now but that could be <laughs> <laughs> huh that's interesting that totally could work yeah um also i saw a meme the other day <laughs> that's uh from captain america one um, when him and Bucky are going to the, the Howard Stark convention and they're like showing off with the flying car and stuff. Um, and it's like Howard Stark didn't realize it, but his murderer was in the audience watching him give that speech at that time, mm. which I thought was pretty cool. I never thought about that. Yeah. The man who murders him was watching him next to Captain America. Um, so I really like Bucky's arc here. Uh, Sam also, like, we get to see his family life, which is interesting. Um, and answer to a very cool question that people have always asked. How do these yeah. guys make money? Like, they don't. And they don't. <laughs> Except for from their skills otherwise. Um, yeah. I did have two other Winter Soldier notes. Just quick ones. Okay, please. Is I was, like, doing the same thing as, like, so we know what the arc of Falcon is going to be, probably. Mm-hmm. So what is Winter Soldier's arc? I mean, it's kind of the same thing as arc has always been, which is, like, reconciling his past and like yeah. the time he was brainwashed with the, his current self. Um, yes. But also we have this little love interest thrown in, which I'm curious how that will be explored or if that's just... We got to talk about this first date because this, this whole sequence, I was just like, this girl is blowing it. Like, <laughs> well, <laughs> well, first off, like, I, and I guess like, it's not like Iron Man is like you just recognize like the suit of armor. These guys are a bit more plain, but like the fact that you don't recognize the Winter Soldier, like he's like I have gloves for circulation. Yeah, I guess he did kind of get a haircut. I, I thought that was funny. Really? The, the gloves thing, like because yeah. that's kind of like I don't know, lampshading the fact that like we don't want to have to figure out his whole hands thing. We're just gonna have the actor wear gloves. That's easier, and it makes sense for his <laughs> character anyway because you want to hide it. But also, how weird would it be if you knew someone who wore, wore gloves all the time? Like, that's a notable feature. Like, you would recognize yeah. that in person. I would be like, you got a metal arm under there, buddy? Yeah, you must. <laughs> <laughs> this is the only other explanation. 
Um, I, oh God. And she's just talking about like children dying. Like, come on. This is not what, what he wants to hear about. So yeah, this girl is with an Avenger legend and she's really botching this first date. Yeah, I don't know if I would recognize the Winter Soldier, though. Like, because think about how many Avengers there are who are noteworthy to these people. Like, you got Tony Stark, who I'm sure everyone in the universe knows. You got Captain yeah. America, everyone knows him. But like, once you yep. start getting down the ranks a little bit, like, how, <laughs> how many people are knowing, like, a Bucky Barnes? Pete, I mean, it's... He isn't a... I guess they were... Like, a famous assassin. But also, that might be a reason why the Avengers didn't promote that he was in their club too much. Because <laughs> he did that whole bombing of the UN. Like, that's a pretty bad look to have as an Avenger. <laughs> this is just also such interesting subject matter, because, like, what, what is the line? Like, do people... People know Wanda Maximoff, probably, because she blew up that Sokovian building. Yeah. People presumably know... Like, do you think, like, just Joe Schmo from... Or John Doe, or whatever, from Missouri, like, knows Black Panther? Uh... Yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to think of his roles. Because really, most of his big stuff happened in Wakanda or yeah. during the events of Infinity War, which that was such such a chaotic time. And then he disappeared right after Infinity yeah. War. So it's, and it's, it's not like there were television cameras at the battle in Wakanda. <laughs> of Infinity. Yeah, yeah. so like I don't know why people would know him, really. Except for really I... as the prince of Wakanda, because they had they saw his address where... Wakanda stepped out onto the yeah. world stage. So they would know him more as a sure. politician than as a superhero. Sure. Uh, and I'm sure there's, like, news about this and stuff, but... Uh, yeah, I'm so curious, like, now that's, to get into Now the that's weeds. a Disney Plus show that they should do. It's just yeah, a news... Yeah, Joe Schmo... It, no, well, just yeah, a news the, show, like, a uh, recap. Like, it's like uh, that news show that they did with uh, Aaron Sorkin. Except for they're covering Oh, Marvel Newsroom. News. Oh my yeah. god, Marvel Newsroom with Aaron Sorkin? I love it. But this. it's just the newscasts. And like, I wish they, like, imagine if that's how they did this, like, Marvel Legacy thing, where they're showing a recap yeah. of all the highlights. Like, imagine mm-hmm. if it was fake newscasts of each year. I would love that. <laughs> I would eat that up. Yeah, that sounds they like did, a lot of fun. Uh, Disney Plus um, released an assembled show where they did the making of WandaVision. I bet they're going to do, like, an hour episode for each show. I only watched like the first 15 minutes, but I loved it and I want to keep watching it. I, I haven't heard of that. Leave or whatever. Yeah. Uh, it's basically kind of like that making of the Mandalorian special, but it focuses on WandaVision and it gives like way more backstory, obviously to the off camera stuff, but it's so interesting. Paul Bettany was only cast in Iron Man because John Favreau worked with him in a previous movie and he's like, I need a guy with a really boring voice to be a robot. Can you do that? I know. And like, what's the chance they hire someone who has the physical presence to be vision in that role? Like, it's crazy. Oh, totally. Totally. And because he ended up with, I mean, they definitely could have given it to someone else and just like kind of Darth Vader did or whatever. Yeah. But he just like, he looks exactly how vision should look. Yeah. Um, I think it, it perfect. The total luck of the draw, but that worked out. Yeah, they well. could have easily got Whereas, like a short little tubby guy to do the robot voice, and then they needed a vision <laughs> and been like, oh, well, he can't be it. <laughs> oh, I mean, it didn't work out for Edward Norton. Yeah. Our incredible Hulk. But uh, Paul Bettany was a slam dunk casting wise. Um, do you think people know who Vision is? Probably Cause, not. Because Kat Dennings and Monica Rambo and. Um, Detective Wu, 
Um, yeah. They all knew who he was, but I guess they're like studying this stuff. They're working yeah, with they're Avengers. Yeah, they're kind of in it. Because Vision, though, Kat is Denning also knew... very unique, though. So I could see his story being a little bit elevated above some of the other small-time Avengers. Falcon? Or Winter Soldier? No, I think they're small-time. But I think Vision yeah. is interesting because he's a computer robot android man, which is kind <laughs> of unique. <laughs> with an Infinity Stone in his head. Yeah. Which I guess people don't really know much about Infinity Stones. That definitely seemed like they? Avengers Disney. Yeah. Uh, that, Disney? Avengers business. <laughs> sorry. Business, Disney, Disney, Disney. Hmm. Um, yeah, I, I, this raised, this is probably like the closest we've gotten to that newscast or whatever, like a day in the life. Because Sam Wilson just seems like kind of an everyday man, like when he's not hanging out with the Avengers, like... Yeah, he wants to help his family shrimp boat. He is not paid for his superhero work. Um, yeah, he just kind of seems like your average guy. Whereas Bucky Barnes does have a metal arm and is super powered and well, has a bit of a yeah. And the other thing with cast. Falcon is that the around the time he joined wasn't too far ahead of the events of Civil War, where then they kind of go underground yeah. and they have to hide for a while. So yes. There's not too much time for the public to get to know him in any big venture before Civil War. That's, that's true. So then that's, you think he'd be advertised as like a fugitive, like one of the most wanted is like he's a known cohort of Captain America who is now gone rogue, basically. Yeah, that was two years they were running. Yeah. That, that's, that's so, oh God. I love this rich tapestry of content that <laughs> we can just talk about for years. Oh, it just gets richer and richer. Um, uh, where are we at in the show? Okay, yeah, also, I mean, no, this is not a complaint, because obviously the show was perfect like all other Marvel things. But I have heard the speech, and the first time I heard it, it was profound and I loved it. Um, but the whole, like, there's no name for a child without, or a parents without a child. Yeah. Like, the orphan. I have heard that in so many different dramas, <laughs> and I'm just like. Also, this just made me dislike this girl more because she was already ruining the date with this Avenger that she didn't <laughs> recognize. How stupid do you think she's gonna feel? Like, oh, you helped save the world, but also led to a lot of the political problems that have existed for the last fifty years. <laughs> <laughs> but also, he saved half the universe. I think that balances out a little bit. Uh. Yeah, they're. I'm. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not a fan of this girl character. Yeah, but. I don't believe that in the real world, he gets pardoned. I think that's just too bad of a look, PR wise. Like, I think the government would be too cowardly to do it. He saved half a billion people. Well, or kind half, of half the universe. It's three billion. He, he helped. He helped, save. but he wasn't like a huge part. That was also too like. He's just kind of like Wanda. He's just traveling with all this grief that he never gets resolved. Yeah. Like, and this show is he probably actually, going to help him. He, yeah, he is going to therapy. Whereas Wanda's like, I'll just create a universe where I'm right all the time. <laughs> uh, he, his arc is so interesting because he never got that resolve with Tony Stark. Like, because Tony died before yeah. they they got to make up. So he's living with. His last interaction with, like, the leader of the Avengers was, I murdered your parents and you ripped off my arm in anger. And they never really moved past that. Yeah. So he's got to be thinking about that. He's got to be thinking about... I mean, Tony Stark, he has a lot of growth in his character arc from the first 
Iron Man. But I don't think he's ever to the point where he would forgive the person who killed his dad, even knowing that no. he was brainwashed. Like, even if intellectually he could get past it, he would never, like, he could never be like, we're friends now. Yeah. <laughs> Come for the and barbecue. I think, I think that's probably for the best. Yeah. Like, do you think the Russo brothers thought about that? I think it like, wouldn't have rang true if they tried to do it. Yeah. But I think you had do you to think, do this. Do you think they thought about trying to do it, or the rest of the movie was just, like, full already and they didn't even need to consider making time for it? Uh, I could see them having considered it when they were deciding who gets snapped or not. Because if you don't mm. snap Bucky, yeah, then, then there's t- kind of time. They're both around for a long time. Yeah, <laughs> and they could work it out. Um, yeah. Which I be- I'm sure they must have at least toyed with that idea. Like, yeah. what if you get, like, a situation, and they wouldn't do this... As stuff, but what if they? What if Captain America got snapped and Bucky didn't? And so now they have to work together because he's filling the same that, kind of role yeah. that Captain America would have been had he been there. Like you can't do that because it's a big blockbuster and you need all your your big boys there. <laughs> <laughs> but wouldn't it have been interesting? That would have been interesting. But like at the same sure time, they didn't have. even have time for Hawkeye. So how would they have? <laughs> Everyone's favorite Avenger. Yeah. Hawkeye. All right, let's see. Um, the only other notes I have are who denies an Avenger credit and yeah. uh, <laughs> and just like, whoa, new Captain America. So those are my last two notes. Okay, so I I, I do I did like the lone guy because he was like all he wanted he was taking the picture and everything and Sam Wilson was just like, Oh yeah, we can take a picture. Um I liked I totally loved what he said though about that. I love all this blip lore, like, that's coming back. Like, he's like, half the universe after five years showed up all of a sudden, and the bank is low on money because we have to account for all of these people coming back all at once. That's amazing. That's brilliant. I never would have thought about that fine a detail. Yeah. Hmm. That is, that's totally what would happen if all of a sudden the population doubled. But it also like, half, so there's like a surplus for a while. But they didn't account on people coming back. <laughs> how much money do you think that cost? Just think about all the damage losing all of those people lost. Like, I'm sure there might have been stimulus money. Well, I mean, the economy would have, you know, obviously more than halved. Like, because all the production, that like every job is now, there's massive vacancies everywhere. It would take a really long time just to get businesses back to any sort of working order. Like, and I would also think there would have been a big migration of people to like Uh cities and stuff. Like, it would have been much cheaper to live in New York now. And you also have a lot of people who's lost a lot of loved ones who are probably just going to relocate because they have nothing tying them to wherever they live now. So I would have thought, like, New York would have refilled with people. I, oh, God. Honestly, I kind of think, like, the entire show run of The Leftovers should be canon in between Infinity War and End. Except for that was only 2% of the population, right? I know. It needs to be more. That is the only problem. Yeah. It needs to be way more. But if you just like kind of mute the TV whenever they say two percent, like what if, it works. What if Thanos just had done like twenty percent or something? Because you don't need to get rid of half of everyone to make resources plentiful. Even like even if you have seventy percent of people or eighty percent of people, that's still a lot of surplus resources that you didn't have before. And also then like I could believe that like fifty percent is almost such a high amount that I don't believe society could handle it. I think that's why the banks ran out of money. Yeah, but like, but and it doesn't the, seem and like Falcon got denied a Like hospitals were still running, and all this kind of stuff are happening post blip. That like, I'm not sure 
you would be necessarily. I, uh, yeah, no, I love that this exists in the universe, something that we don't know fully and we can just talk about it for hours. I look forward to so many more of these blip discussions. All right, let me rate this episode. Uh, hold on, is there anything else we need to... I mean, we talk about new Captain America, except for there's not much to say about him because we don't know it. We just we just know that he exists. And that, I mean, um, that sucked. That, like, watching uh, Falcon yeah. watch that was like, yeah. ooh. That was, that was a real gut punch. Yeah. That was... I that was that I mean obviously that made me want to keep like, watch another one like immediately. Yeah. Um, what do you think about? And Baron Zemo didn't show up. He's supposedly like the main villain of this entire thing. Yeah. Well, he and could he, have been under the wasn't... mask or something. Yeah, I guess he could have been. We didn't talk that about guy. that guy. But I feel like he should have. I don't know. Maybe when do you think he shows up? There's only six episodes of this. Next episode. Are you th- okay? Um. I again, he is probably my favorite MCU villain, tied with Thanos. But even I think just because he's like kind of mysterious. He, I just Civil War, I love obviously. Yeah. Uh, he, but he did it. He's like the only villain who succeeded, and nobody like even acknowledges his, like the thing that he did. He split up the Avengers right before Thanos showed up. Yeah, he is the greatest threat to the world. Yeah, oddly enough. Um, and I'm sure time, like the timing of uh, universal events was on his side, but still, he, he was the catalyst that made all that happen. Uh, and also his last line in Civil War where um, uh, Watson from Sherlock, what's his face, um, shows up. Yeah. And he's like, ah, oh, Baron Zemo, you're in jail. Your plan didn't really work. And then Baron Zemo's like, didn't it? And then, yeah. That's totally, like, the Avengers are still mad at each other for an entire two years. Totally worked. Mm. Um, Yeah, uh, and then fake Captain America. I knew this was a plot point, um, just because when that guy was cast, it was, uh, he was said to be, like, a pseudo-Captain America that the government was going to use to replace. I don't know if that would have been better, me going in blind to that. Yeah, I think I'd heard you mention that, so I knew that it was also coming, but... Probably would have been more of a gut punch, but still, I... I like, I like that premise. Like that, knowing that tidbit made me more excited for this show. Yeah. Well, so, and also I, th- I think I'm... the execution of it, even knowing that it was going to happen, like because I had kind yeah. of like forgotten about it, just over the course of watching this episode. Like it wasn't in the forefront of my mind, and then mm-hmm. it happened, and I was like, oh yeah, yeah, I yeah. Know that, but that's like once it was like yeah. the turn the news on. I wasn't thinking that 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 was what this would be. Until it's, yeah. I saw that guy, that, that same actor, and I'm like, oh, this is about to be the new Captain America. Yeah. He looks so dumb, too. Like, perfect casting. Yeah. Mm. Um, all right, let me rate it. Let me rate it. All right, rate it. Rate the first half. I think I'm going to give it a one and a half out of two. Okay. I don't really That's necessarily fair. think it's a 75%, but it's not. I, I think I think I might have a two down the line. And I also yeah. don't think I think this is a perfect show. Because, like, the action sequence at the beginning was fine, but it's just not... I, it doesn't scratch my back or scratch my TV itch. <laughs> scratch my back. Wow, you need shows to do everything <laughs> for you these days. I just didn't like it as much as I liked, like, the beginning of WandaVision. Um, yeah. And... I... Yeah, that makes sense. And, like, like you said, like, that thing with, like, the there's no name for the uh, parents of... You know, when the kids die yeah. or whatever, it's like, yeah, yeah. Like, that kind of dramatic writing, meh. 
But see, if I had seen that here for the first time, I would think this show is flawless six out of six already. But I have already heard that great quote Mm. so many times. Yeah, so definitely a lot of solid stuff. I'm excited to see the rest of the series, but it's not, I don't think this has come out as strong as WandaVision did for me. Um, Okay, that, and that totally tracks. Yeah. I think that makes sense. And that's, yeah, I don't know if I was, honestly, like after the first two episodes of WandaVision and the first episode of this, I think I'm equally excited for both of those. So I'm, I'm happy that I gave it a two. Like, yeah. There, there was not part of me that was like, I can't wait for WandaVision next week more than right now, the feeling that I have toward this show. Right. So I think that's accurate. All right, cool. Well, I've been Jordan um, Peoples, and Marvel has sucked. I've been Cade Weiberg, and no, it doesn't.